Shorts, shorts, shorts! Isn't it cold enough now? Who is wearing shorts? Dave is wearing shorts again. It's a, it's fucking monumental. You have to talk about that. I didn't think that was allowed for him anymore. So proud of you. But you wear shorts sometimes, so that makes sense. I'm wearing short shorts. How short are your short shorts? Yeah, that didn't look that short. I'm wired in, so this may really bite me in the ass. Oh, those are pretty short. Yeah, those are just, yeah. yeah. Those are pretty. Those are those are a good amount above the knee, right there. I can see your thigh. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I like how it cut off your video too. Oh, that, that was, was good. good. I told that you. Really good. I told you it happened. Morning! Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I'm Jackson, and I'm rocking my "There Will Be Blood" look. Is that what you call that? Is that is what that you what would actually is? call that? Yeah, m- mustache and that's, black. But hair. that's not okay. <laughs> I preferred the facial hair you had earlier in the week. Yes, uh, I'll tell that story real quick. I this week. Thought it'd be funny. I was getting tired. My facial hair was just a little too long. um, And I I noticed it was getting just like itchy and whatnot. So I was like, I'm going to shave it. Every time I shave, I don't know why I do this because I think it's really funny. That's probably why. But every time I shave my face like that, I take the razor and I go directly from my the middle of my lip down all the way to um, get the mutton chop look like the the Lemmy from uh, Motorhead. That's what I try to do. But I never I never let it sit for more than like five minutes. I walk around. I'm like, hey, look at me, guys. I'm so funny. But I did it, and I was like, I'm not going to see anybody uh, this weekend. So I left it. And this was on <laughs> Thursday night. And Friday morning, I get a uh, message from my boss saying, hey, can we have a quick meeting? And um, they said, oh, we, we have to do video. And it was completely unexpected. And they – I – turned on video and I looked like a jackass and they were like all right you're getting a new job (laughs) and like legitimately I was like oh what and they were like yeah you're moving to another building I was like oh wow I feel like an absolute asshole (laughs) because I had that and you got moved because of uh the facial hair exactly and I told them like oh my god because like they told me this first thing in the morning I was like oh I'm gonna get all these calls from my new team and everything do I have time to shave? And my bosses were like, don't change anything about yourself. If there, if there are a bunch of squares over there in that building, you need to go over there and shake it up. So, <laughs> And did you have oh. to do more uh, video calls? No, I had enough time that I went and shaved immediately. Oh, that's a goddamn shame. It's a goddamn shame. It's such you should have kept look. it. Such a good can, look. Can we put that picture in the show notes? Like in the in the chapter, yeah, it'll be in the chapter as long as Jackson <laughs> says that's good. Yeah, that's good with me. The people yeah. need to see this. <laughs> yeah, so that it's been a fun weekend for me, but all in all, it worked out well. And also, one of my bosses is very sentimental and was like tearing up and like, you know, it's been a good two years with you. We're really proud of you. And I was like, I could see myself like I can right now in this call with my stupid fucking facial hair. And I was like, damn. I feel like such an asshole. Oh, that's, that's so, so good. I love it. I yeah. love it. So uh, I sound like a broken record, but I played a gig last night where no one was wearing a fucking mask. Can you guys <laughs> fucking believe it? Can you believe it? I'm shocked. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I was asked to take a group picture at my church gig today. And Oh, it, and they wanted you to take it off? No, no. Um <laughs> I, they were they were like, "Hey guys, let's hey band, let's get a group picture." And everybody in the band was like, "Nope." No, sorry. No <laughs> and then they were like, "No, really, come on." And they were like, "You're scared of us, right?" Like, you know, joking about COVID, and I I I was like, "I yeah. want to make this abundantly clear to everybody in all the singers, I am afraid of you and I don't trust you in any way. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> Dave. And I was like, no, no, I'm being serious. I don't trust you at all. <laughs> Stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, we stood like really far away from them and just kind of went like this in the background. And they were like, get closer. And we put our masks on and stayed where we were. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. It's I, I was I was playing in downtown Dallas, and I watched people like walk into like where the like the restaurant property starts with their mask on, and literally as, as soon as they could, they took their mask off and just kept it that way. They put it in a bag, they put it in their pocket. Uh, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. And it was like there was where I was playing was like this little square, and there had to have been at some points like two hundred people there. It was wild, and nobody was wearing and masks indoors. It was, it was right? like. What? It was all outdoors. All outdoors. Okay. That's better. Yeah, yeah. That's still I mean, not great. It was outdoors and spacious, so like I felt like I could take care of myself, which was really nice. But it was definitely not ideal, and people are stupid. I mean, some people were keeping their masks on, but that was the very small percentage of people. That's so wild, man. I yeah. Mean, yeah, people are just tired of it, and they're like – or they're not afraid of it. Like, I, I get that, though. I, I think we're all tired of it. That's not the – uh, part that fe- people should feel shame for. I'm tired of it, but that be- actually, I'm not tired of wearing a mask. I personally like wearing a mask. I don't have to smile at people, and I don't have to a- act like I want to talk to people. And also, I feel like a fucking ninja. So, <laughs> I really, I'm not tired of it. But we're all tired of it. That's not the shameful part. The shameful part is, you know, yeah, we're just not getting others- reckless. Yeah. Putting others at risk unnecessarily. Man, the, the smile thing is the opposite for me. I feel like I am smiling at someone because I'm so used to like being polite and they have no idea I'm smiling at them and they think I'm an asshole because I'm not smiling at them. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> raise your eyebrows. <laughs> Give them like super else. crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hagen, what I do is I pop out my vein in my forehead when I want people to know I'm emoting. Jackson has a vein that he can pop out in his forehead, and it's really intimidating. If I was a uh, bad guy or a boss or a mini boss in like an arcade shoot 'em up, uh, that would be the little spot it, you need to shoot me to kill me is my forehead. That would be your villain name, Big Vein. <laughs> Terrible! It's a terrible. I, I don't villain like that. Name. That's awful. You don't like big. What's wrong with Big Vein? It's a terrible There's no implications. Name. This is not a good villain name. It's not a good name, though. Look, guys, yeah. you, then you suggest one. I'm not a comic book guy. I'm not suggesting a villain. I'm not saying he... I, I'm, I'm not doing <laughs> that. I'm not playing this game. Do it. No. All right, that's enough warm-up for me. Hagen, how much taxpayer money do you think that concert you've played is going to cost <laughs> the taxpayers of the United States? <laughs> good time to crack a beer, Adam. Oh, well, uh, 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 not as much as the thing you're about to talk about. All right, so the Sturgis Motors, I'm sorry, the Sturgill Motorcycle Rally <laughs> is estimated that it is going to cost taxpayers $12 billion in taxes uh, due to the virus spread coming from the festival. This is the festival that, like, I'm honestly shocked we keep bringing up, but it has become such a big disaster piece. And oh, my God. The amount I remember the statistic I said last time when I was talking about oh it's spread over state lines and I said something like maybe there was like ten cases that went around it's way worse than that oh so, yeah I don't have the statistics pulled up but the statistics that I had were that it's gonna it's estimated to cost up to twelve billion dollars in tax yeah. revenue so, so the, like if you go to their Instagram page too like all the people that are in the comments of the pictures you know there are some people saying like hey great job having a festival that cost the country 12 billion dollars in taxpayer money and all the replies are people that went there and they're like yeah whatever dude you don't know those numbers are real <laughs> yeah obviously it was a free concert that cost no one anything <laughs> had no impact oh man yeah the numbers the numbers that i found were the 12.2 billion but uh that the that it was linked to 20% of the coronavirus cases in august uh, just in the U.S. <laughs> and it was a week-long Jesus. festival, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so the other quote that I liked was um, $12.2 billion. This is enough to have paid each of the estimated 462,000 rally attendees $26,553 not to attend. <laughs> Wonderful. Which they wouldn't have taken. Yeah, because that's socialism, Dave. Because, because fuck that COVID shit. <laughs> So uh, there was a great article, I think it was from Central Track, uh, where they posted, it's estimated to cost $12.2 billion in taxpayer money. Here are uh, 10 other concert or festival lineups that are 
way more worth that price tag <laughs> and <laughs> very funny so good on you central track <laughs> oh it's so funny and similarly like-minded news i would say uh did you guys see this nfl intro news the song from hank william jr no oh. it's it, it's so I, I'm kind of baffled by this story. So I'll, I'll go ahead and just read it out and then we could chat about it. But Hank William Jr.'s song, All My Rowdy Friends Are Here on Monday Night, has apparently been removed from the NFL intro for the second time since 2011. I don't know this song, but apparently this has been a mainstay in the NFL intro for a while. But here's the thing is you would assume ah, well, Hank William Jr. is a problematic person and with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, gaining a lot more popularity and awareness, maybe it has to do with his controversial views. No, the NFL very blatantly wanted to cite that the reason is it doesn't fit with a season that's going to have no fans involved. It's not because of his controversial views. They said that. (laughs) <laughs> good uh. i don't get it i don't get it i i understand why they they think they need to do that but like if the song is so synonymous with the start of a program changing it for how the program has changed is just so irrelevant yeah i, I don't i don't understand any of that that just seems that just seems like a, a i don't what the fuck i love how they had to explicitly say oh it's not because he's a controversial person um, it's because it we're not going to have fans, and you know it just doesn't make sense. But they did choose Little Richard's "Rip It Up" to take its place. So, so you know. does that mean it was just a licensing thing? They didn't want to pay for it right now because they don't have fans. I have no fucking clue, to be honest. They're still making so much money; it doesn't matter. Are they doing the thing where they have the you can pay to have a cardboard cut out of you in the seats? Uh, I don't know. I, I know the NFL does have the cardboard cutouts, but like, so with like the NBA's, you're on like you're on like a Zoom call sort of thing where they like they put your face on a screen yeah. watching, which is like really funny to watch, but really cool. I think it's a good it's a good alternative. Um, yeah. I think the NFL has cardboard cutouts, but I don't know if they're of people. It's it might just be like random cardboard cutouts. Y'all, we should pay to have a all of us there. Let's do it. Yeah, you want? I, I think I think it'd be really fun if we all got on the on the NBA one. That that one seems funnier. While we're podcasting, yeah, exactly. From, yeah, I, but like a, like there's a Hagen, streamer who did uh, that. Hagen could wear don't. I'll wear feed. <laughs> Jackson could wear the, and Adam could wear artist. It doesn't line up for me. It doesn't line it. That, that would it, be. well, it lines up whatever. However, it, <laughs> it lines, lines up. up for you. Yeah, and then we'll get on the big screen, and it'll be out of order. Artists, artists, artists. Feed the, the don't artists feed. don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feed the donarius. Damn it, our plan is failing. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I love that idea. So, um, Hagen, you might know this uh, about this one a little better than I do, but uh, Facebook updated um. its restrictions on live streams. So if uh, anyone's not aware of it, a lot of artists have been doing live streaming, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, but a big one has been Facebook and you know virtual tip hats, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, this has been a huge, you know, way for musicians to make some source of live <laughs> revenue and make keyword some. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's better than nothing. People are trying to innovate. I, I definitely appreciate that. But, you know, it has been, you know, and also as a music listener, it, it's been fun to see some bands do this kind of thing. You know, a lot of friends doing it. And, you know, the bigger bands are able to you know, do these like special, like Dave, you were talking about Dawes sending out a link, yeah. but not, not everybody's able to have that kind of infrastructure or right. really figure that out. So this has been a great way for musicians to do that. So as, so I'm not mincing words or anything. I went ahead and put uh, in parentheses, what uh, a part of Facebook statement. So I'm just going to read that out as of October 1st, you may not use videos on your products to complete to create a music listening experience. If you use videos on our products to create a music listening experience for yourself or for others, your videos will be blocked and your page, profile, or group may be deleted. This includes live. 
this is like yeah this this is complete and utter nonsense like it's it, it what, what what baffles me the most about it is that we've watched facebook do this thing where they have tried to i mean like they were an original social media on some level they did their own things on some level but they also like copied youtube and they bought instagram and they tried to do their own thing where before they bought instagram they were going to make their own version of instagram uh, they've they've copied other services and they did this thing now where they were copying YouTube and Twitch where they were just allowing people to stream whatever and they were gonna you know like bands were putting up like lyric videos on Facebook you know as a band we've had a conversation about where should we upload our stuff should it be YouTube right. Facebook Instagram all of it whatever but the problem is is that now any of it could be easy because because what does that even fucking mean it's so vague if you have music in your video that's creating a music like a music listening experience so therefore they have every right to boom take it down i've heard that it's only if it's copywritten material that isn't yours which but even hagen has said in the past um i think you said it on the show about how during your live stream you had a playlist of bands you play in Hagen and that you have partial ownership of that copyright and you got flagged for one of our band's songs. Yeah, the algorithm caught a moniker song while I was streaming and I had that playing and my video got blocked while I was I had to like I had to dispute the claim while I was still like live streaming but they had blocked my video. So then once <laughs> they like saw the dispute okay, we're going to let you keep live streaming and then we're going to like double check it later, but if you were wrong, then we're going to delete your video after the fact. It's like, okay, this is just dumb. Like, I, I can prove to you that I'm part of this. And I did, and it was fine, but it was just like, it's just ridiculous. I can understand, like, somebody doing a live DJ set on Facebook where they're, you know, spinning a bunch of records from other artists that they don't own the copyright to and, and perhaps making money off the likeness of someone else's work. But when it's your own stuff, like, if we're performing live, like, what is that hurting? Yeah, and and the thing the thing with the DJ thing is that I I agree that they don't own the copyrights a lot of that stuff, but uh there there's there's one line that's gonna be tricky. One is that there are services that DJs and uh, video game streamers use that provide all non copyrighted music for people for, for people to use. Um, so you could just do that the whole time, but hypothetically they could still catch you for that because this is all just, even if it is copywritten music, I could totally see them still being like, okay, well, this is, you're making a music listening experience. We're going to still stop you because it's a DJ set. Uh, but even still with the copyrighted stuff, a lot of services like Twitch, if you play copywritten music in your stream, they just mute your stream. If they catch right. you, they're just like, cool, we're not blocking you. We're not stopping. We're not going to like delete your shit. We're just going to mute this part of your stream. So anybody who tries to go back and watch it, is not going to be able to like truly watch it. Yeah, and in some sense, I can understand that, but it just it just seems like a buzzkill. Like, there's no reason, yeah. there's no real reason for it. It's total. Well, it, it just seems like it's half-ass, like thought out. Like they didn't think about how they were going to enforce this or anything, or how it shuts down basically everything. I right. Mean, like that. Like they rushed it because of what, how the yeah. platform has been used since the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it shouldn't be a surprise that Facebook doesn't know what they're doing, but you know. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think it's obviously coming, and not that I support this stance, but I think it's Facebook. They're coming from the angle of, oh, we didn't expect this, and instead of responding and figuring out a way to work, you know, a middle ground between us and the musicians, uh, what we're going to do is just completely outlaw it because it's too much work to do the, you know, to have an olive branch or whatever. It's not going to so work for I, them. I think that's where that's coming from. Like, none, this is not going to work out. In, like, this this feels like Facebook going, we don't want you to use our service for music. We don't want music on our service. That's what it feels like. Because even, yeah. e even if it is hypothetically just music that you own the rights to, I mean, that still is like a, it's it's just still like a big middle finger to musicians in general. I mean, it's it's like, it's it's it really feels like they don't want us to use their platform for what we do, which is like, you, you made a platform that was good for music in some ways. I mean, it, w it helped promotion. It helped people know about shows and when music was released and all this stuff. And people were able to post their videos of themselves playing their music. And now you suddenly want to shit on that? I mean, it's it's total nonsense to me. I'm hoping that in, in less than five years, people, a majority of people, at least in the music scene or our generation, just stops using Facebook because I'm tired of it. Not as much anymore, but, you know, maybe four years ago, 
that felt like to me at least the really prominent thing was if you were a band and you were trying to have a social media presence you wanted to start at facebook but you also wanted to have instagram and twitter and whatnot but people obsessed about what can i do to make my page look the best what can i do to get more you know outreach that kind of stuff uh, how many likes do you have on your uh, facebook and one of the things that i've read about this is that you know if you violate what they're saying they can just take down your page and imagine working for years and getting your page to a point where you're proud of it and it's actually helping you that's a symbol of your hard work not that musicians need it but that is what it can be to people and then just having it taken away from you for playing your own music that right that's just sad that that's what it feels like it's coming to. And they've already started trying to do that with like changing the way the algorithm works where, you know, you're not visible to all your followers or all the people that are following your band, your band page. Yeah. I mean, when all of that stuff started, I was kind of surprised that people just kind of accepted it and put up with it. Cause I feel like right. that would have, should have been the time to like start moving off of caring about Facebook as much. Cause now they, I mean, they know they can do whatever and everybody will just deal with it. So, also, as a quick aside, if you're an artist on Facebook and trying to start your own artist page, do not start the page with just your name. <clears throat> if your name is like Jane Doe, I don't want to ever see an invite to like Jane Doe music page. <laughs> We're already friends on Facebook, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Sounds really uh, personal. Someone yeah. really upset it's you. It's just, a, I, you know, it's just in general. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And what it is is these musicians going, well, I just graduated from college. It's time to do something with my life. And it's like a lackluster attempt at actually being productive. Yeah, if it's you're going to do that, to pick. if you're going <laughs> to do man. that, buy your own web domain and make a website. There you go. Right. It'll be yeah. there and it can't disappear. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, it definitely is a weird choice to like make your own music page with your own name like while you're trying to like if that's if that's your actual artistry though, like if you if like you're a solo artist, that's fine to use your name. But you're talking about a specific you're talking about an, a specific instance of like I'm a saxophone player who is like not getting enough gigs. I'm going to make a music right. page that's like, "Hi, I'm Fuckface McGee. Please hire me for gigs." <laughs> when your profile name is already Fuckface McGee. <laughs> Adam, can you lean in real close? I got a, I, I got a story just for you. Oh, oh wow! No. I didn't expect him to actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> just showing that I'm listening. Adam, I got a Takashi Six Nine update for you. Oh, you remember okay, that? Cool. Your favorite person, Takashi Six Nine. Oh, he sat back. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, so I got a Takashi Six Nine update. Or if you want to pronounce it technically, Takashi six x nine nine. Yeah, you know I've always wondered why it's written that way. He's You've been, always wondered. I just imagine you trying to go to sleep at night, and you're like, "Why do you spell it that way?" He went to he went to Elon Musk and was like, "Will you name my yeah?" That's what like, it seems like. My, will you name my <laughs> band page on Facebook? And that's what he got. <laughs> it's actually an algorithm hack. It's the secret password to the algorithm to snitching. Nice. Yeah. The oh, snitching, okay. the snitching website, the algorithm on the snitching website. Yeah, six six nine nine. So, <laughs> if you don't remember, he was in prison for snitching. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to go back through that. We all know who he is, but he was released from prison early in April and hasn't stopped talking since. If you don't know why he was released, he was released because he cooperated with a criminal investigation against his former band, or former gang members, sorry. Um, he continued and, snitching. He just kept snitching. He kept talking. And he still is. Yeah, he still is. And also because he got an earlier release because, you know, I think he was in prison in New York, but I'm not sure they released where he was in prison on purpose. And if you're in prison in New York, there was huge health concerns with overcrowding during COVID. So he was one of the people who got released early. So he has been talking nonstop since uh, one of the Paul brothers. I can't be bothered to remember the difference between jake and logan paul but one of them has a podcast and Dude, i almost said was... aaron paul L- logan logan paul <laughs> logan paul is a podcast yes. 
So Logan Paul had a podcast and he was on there and he's been doing so six, nine has been doing all of these, you know, podcasts and radio shows, all that stuff. Just talking about why I snitched. He's basically, he's cashing in on it, which is crazy because he was mega popular. One of those, I don't know if he technically was a SoundCloud rapper, but he was doing super well. And so he released his second album, which as you can expect, is called Tattletales. And (sighs) he's basically become this huge troll, and I would argue he always has been, but he's gotten to the point, and I think Anthony Fantano put it really well, that his trolling and, you know, his quote-unquote social life and what he's doing external to his music has gotten to the point where it completely overshadows anything he does musically. But that being said, he released his second album, Tattletales, and it was supposed to be, you know, number one album, all that stuff. And it barely even broke the top 10. And it only met about half of its projected sales slash streams. So, you know, maybe one day, Adam, we won't be giving you updates about 6699. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so is he trying to, like, develop being a snitch into a persona for him? It's already 100%. done. 100%. It's already like done. He's just leaning hard into that. Yeah. He's leaning into it and he's he is the def, he is the personification. He is a cartoon of what an internet internet troll is. So uh, that's literally his personality. His following is scary. His following is like actually terrifying. I've seen Instagram videos of people who like are obsessed with his music and like have gotten all these ridiculous tattoos to look like him it's insane it's it, it's a, okay it, like face tattoos right yeah face tattoos a ton of face tattoos it's it's like people love him absolutely love him yeah he's chasing that clout he's a clout chaser so dave i think it, it, it's time for your your segment it's time for dave's death corner uh sadly i have three people to mention who have left the earth this month so far covid is still going rampant so we might have more participants in that oh hey man if you're old as fuck and you're doing stupid shit that's a consequence of it anyway uh gary peacock bone to pick I'm just saying, dude. Gary Peacock, an upright bass player, most notably associated with the uh, Keith Jarrett Standard Trio. If you guys have never heard any live videos of Keith Jarrett Trio playing piano, like when he plays piano, do yourself a favor. Uh, I'll send a link. He screams at the top of his lungs. Very, and he's not ashamed of it at all. Anyway. Will you send a link to each one of our listeners? If they email the show. (laughs) (laughs) Or email Olivia. Um, and send every single one a hand-picked video clip. You know, it's all the same one because it's right in the start of the video. Anyway, uh, he was in that trio for over 30 years with the same lineup. It was Keith Jarrett on piano, Jack DeJanet on drums, and Gary Peacock on bass. 30 years, and they released 20 albums. But he, uh, he passed away on September 4th at the age of 85, and they didn't give a uh, cause of death. We have Ronald Bell, the co-founding member of Cool and the Gang. He passed away on September 9th at the age of 68. Um, his role in Cool and the Gang was he did all the things, but he wrote the song Celebration and Jungle Boogie. For him, also, no cause was given, but it was apparently sudden. And Toots Hibbert, who I didn't really know, uh, but he's widely considered to be one of the godfathers of reggae music. He passed away on September 11th from COVID-19, complicated or complications. But I would say each of these artists lived a long and fruitful life, and may they rest in peace. Never forget. Never forget Toots Hibbert. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I really told my... I didn't write that down, and I was like, I don't want to say that. (laughs) And then Megan said, never forget, and it just came out. (laughs) I... That's that's the segment that... We shy away from, and it's always so painful for more, more than one reason, and I just can't stop myself from bringing it back if I get the chance. It's Man, crazy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if you didn't bring it up. I'm never like, let me do Dave's death corner. Also, my fiance is like, why do you name it that? <laughs> it's so alliteration. Like, yeah, can you name it like 
I don't know. Dave's... I think you would have to be Dave's death like den. I think that's how you can make it actual alliteration. Oh, that sounds really creepy. I'm not, dude. I don't want that associated with my name. <laughs> a death den. Yeah, welcome to Dave's death den. No, thank you. Uh, what about Dave's dangle den? <laughs> that's, I guess, more jolly, but <laughs> still, we'll workshop it. It's a good way, the reason why we should just keep bringing up Dave's death corner is that it's a good way for us to, you know, acknowledge these deaths and not say, hey, these weren't important people, but also, I guess, to, you know, put our own little spin on it, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it's important to remember these people that have passed away and to honor them in some way, at least. It's not, you know... I mean, I'm sure the way they wanted to be honored was on a podcast, you know... (laughs) Yeah, that's what an 85-year-old who plays jazz bass wants yeah. to... He understands that. He would probably be like, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> All right, I got one, maybe two more news items left. And Hagen, I don't know how we're going to tag team this one, but I, I foresee this being an alley-oop here. But Kendrick Lamar had some music leaked this week. I don't know when we release this, if it'll still be up. But there were three songs that are obviously in various stages of development, and it remains to be seen as of this recording how these were leaked, what they were intended for, and if we'll ever see them again at this point. So, um, Hagen, I understand that there was also another important leak that happened this week. Do you want to? There was a leak. There was a leak that happened yesterday, I believe. Um, Chris Evans, Captain America. Uh, his nudes leaked. Uh, apparently, he's got a big, long dick. I didn't see the picture. He, d- he leaked it himself, dude. <laughs> he did. He did. He, he put it on his Instagram, and then he quickly quickly realized what he did and deleted it. But everybody's been posting it. Hold on a second. How, how do you accidentally? <laughs> yeah, let's let's Instagram? stay there for a second. Let's stay there for a, for. Is he a... about to DM this to somebody? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had to put a filter on it. <laughs> on his like real. Make sure it fit in the frame. Account. It was, yeah, it was it, it was it was on his verified Instagram and it was it was I, I haven't seen the picture so I don't, like I don't know if his face is in it but I, I, it is his and uh, it appear, I, I I asked my friend right before we started because he saw the picture he said that it's a it's a big one it's a big one hey I have a question would you rather take part would you rather have that happen to you or be in that imagine video that all the celebrities did imagine um, really uh, hmm. So I think Chris Evans is probably taking it in stride at this point because, you know, <laughs> luckily for him, he's an attractive man. So. I mean, he also did it to himself. I he think also, he can't really deny it. He seems like a of really course. cool, chill guy, you know, so maybe he's okay. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I don't want to assume that, you know, and also, you know, we don't know celebrities. So I, I think they're all guilty until proven innocent, in my personal opinion. Except for Keanu Reeves. He seems like a nice guy. Wait, pause one second. Wait, pause one what? second. Dave, are you looking up Chris Evans' dick right now on your phone? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the, the album art for this uh, episode. Yeah. I like, uh, apparently, all the top comments on a lot of things are that's America's penis. That's, Amer- so. that's America's dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that writes itself. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, that thank you Hagen for texting me about 15 minutes before we were gonna record that hey I know we're gonna talk about Kendrick to go into our topic for the week but can we talk about this (laughs) (laughs) haha's aside back into Kendrick um you know his music was leaked I from you know my experience this seems to be a really and all the research I've seen this seems to be a really common thing in the rap community and as for you know as i said i'm not in that world so i'm not quite sure why that's the case i don't know if it's that there's so many people like you hand it around to all these producers and that just there's more kinks in the chain that somebody could just find it on the right google drive or something like that but that's exactly what it is that's what i would think yeah that's how it ends up happening especially sometimes too because it's like uh some producers don't end up having their song make the album so then they try to they just you know, say that they're not going to use the song and then someone else is like, okay, well, I'm going to release it anyway. Yeah, but, you know, this isn't Kendrick's first time to have something leaked. Uh, He actually, To Pimp a Butterfly, was uploaded to iTunes and Spotify due to the confusion of there 
the record being available from two record labels. It was ironed out, but it was up for enough time that people were like, all right, it's out. I think it was out like a week or two early. Wow. So, yeah. yeah I mean, there, there's a lot of, I have a ton of examples, which I, I, I'll i go through them at some point. But when it comes to a leak in music, you know, a lot of people get really excited because, especially for this most recent leak from Kendrick, a lot of people get really excited and think, oh my God, this is, you know, we have, this means that there's going to be more Kendrick coming soon, that kind of stuff. And then it sparks all these rumors. And, you know, I don't know any instances where that has been on purpose leaked, but, you know, that could be a tactic for somebody to get kind of the hype rolling of like, I was never going to release these songs. So let's get this out so we can get my name, you know, out there. That's not necessarily yeah, I think, I a think... horrible idea. I think didn't Wilco do that, where they were they had an album that the record label didn't want to put out, so they they leaked it. And so then, uh, I don't know for sure, but I know that they've had like a they had that album Star Wars that they put out for free, and then their biggest album, um, Yankee Foxtrot Hotel, and that was they released that between record labels because they basically. Yeah the record label is like, we don't want it. And then they released it and they're like, fuck, we should have taken that. Yeah. I don't know if it was leaked or not though. But so here's the thing about, I typically don't listen to leaked music. There's a lot of examples of artists that I like who have had albums leaked, Radiohead, Charlie XCX. They both had albums leaked and, Typically, I don't listen to the leak music because I am of that mindset of like, this is not its intended form. And let's say 10 songs from Charlie XCX are released or leaked, and then I listen to them, and then they come out later. You know, that that first listen is already tainted, and I really hate that because they're some of my favorite moments of listening to an album are the first time I listen to it, and... I think it really taints that view. And that, that's a lot of the artist's standpoint is, you know, it's a if I had the music that I'm working on right now that you, the three of us, have been sending back and forth, if I had that leaked in its current state, I would be pretty bummed because it's like, yeah. oh, I know that's not finished. I know where it could be, but people are now going to think, oh, and especially with the, the rate things are released nowadays, what really sucks about that is, that may be the only time somebody listens to it because they're like, all right, I'm already on to the other thing. And if that's how somebody's going to consume my music, I want them to listen to it in its final form. Right. Yeah. So on that note, Jackson, do you listen to singles or do you try to avoid listening to singles for certain artists? It really depends if it's something coming out soon. Like what I've been listening to this week has was a single from a band that it's not coming out till October. So like, Mm -hmm. I'll listen to that, but I won't kill it. Um, Kohi released a ton of singles before their most recent album, and I listened to them to death, and I wish I hadn't because whenever I listened to the album, I kind of glazed over for those like three songs. Right, yeah, you end up skipping it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I do want to hear Adam as a non-musician, like how you kind of feel about listening to Leaked songs i mean i i really haven't and i feel like it has to suck for everyone right like anyone who worked on that album doesn't want to hear it unfinished or released early especially if it's you know an album you're trying to make money on by selling it back in the day then that would like kill all your chances at maybe making it as an artist yeah, I mean, potentially th- think about being an up and coming producer and having an early, you know, you get some buzz around you and then an early take of one of the songs that you've produced or engineered for that matter, just getting released prematurely. Yeah. Even if it sounds fine, it's not going to get the same attention. It might've with a release that was scheduled and was going to be promoted or marketed. So I, I don't know. It seems like it sucks all around. I've never really sought out any kind of leaks. I, I guess it's interesting in hindsight, maybe as a kind of demo that people wouldn't have otherwise, but I wouldn't listen to it before the actual album comes out. I mean, leaks, leaks obviously suck. Uh, I, and I'm not going to, you know, say they're, they're any way good. I mean, they're, they're definitely something in our like modern 
I mean, they happened before, but they're definitely something in our modern time where like they 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 make sense when they happen. And if you choose to listen to it, I mean, it's like the only way that I ever listened to leaks because I have listened to leaks was whenever I used to be on like the Pirate Bay and I used to be on torrenting websites. Right. Uh, hopefully, I don't get in trouble for saying that. Um, <laughs> but so that that him. <laughs> that was the only time that I ever listened to leaks because uh, it was just it was just there. I mean, like. I, I can't tell you how many like you know leaked movies have been on there and and, the, and stuff like that. It's the same concept, right? Anytime you watch something before it comes out, you're doing a disservice to watch or listen to something before it comes out. You're doing a disservice to the art and the artists. Uh, but I mean, I, on also on some level, like it really depends on when it was leaked, how it was leaked, not necessarily how, but like when. Like uh, the the one I can think of is there was a, a between the buried and me leak. That was like a week before the album came out, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna listen to this. I'll buy the album, uh, because uh, I'm not big of a fan. But like, the album's done. This is this is the album. So I, I'm not listening to an unfinished product, and it's it's available for me. So I'm gonna listen to it because I guess I I, I, I you could say it's selfish, you could say it's shitty, whatever you want to say. But like, it doesn't seem like that is that much of a problem. It's more of an issue when it's like, like you guys are saying, like there's an up and coming thing happening, an up and coming artist. Kendrick's stuff getting leaked, that really doesn't like, I, I, I kind of shrugged that off as like, he'll be fine, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, as an example, Drake's had two albums leaked. And when the first one leaked, he tweeted out like, I mean, he said, he said something along the lines of, this has been happening in the rap game for a long time. I just hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. And then for the second time it happened, he was a little more strong arm where he was like, I really didn't want this to happen, but it's already happened. So again, please enjoy it. Yeah. And, right. I mean, there's nothing I, you can do to unleak it once it's out. Yeah. It's everyone's out. everyone's listening to music for free, basically, anyway. I mean, like, right, yeah. everyone's listening to music on Spotify, on streaming services. I say everyone. There's a large percent that, you know, there, there's a, a percentage of people that, you know, exclusively buy music or do Bandcamp or records or whatever. But I would say majority of people use a streaming service. And the artist isn't seeing, you know, any money. We talked about that a thousand times on here. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, like, yeah, a leak sucks. But, like, again, in Drake's case, yeah, I'm sure he wished that didn't happen. But he didn't – there's no way he saw a dip in how much money he made from that. No, there's, I mean, he's made more money off of one song on Spotify than most bands make in their entire career. Right. And, I mean, like and, – and, again, like, to, to reiterate, I'm sure it sucks as, like, a new up-and-coming artist or a producer or something. But also on the flip side of that – if it, if it leaks at the right time, maybe it's good for you. Maybe it's like, hey, everyone's going to go listen to it on Spotify when it comes out because they don't want to keep listening to it on whatever service it leaked on. Maybe it leaked on some on SoundCloud. And they want to listen on Spotify. You know, there's like there's a bunch of variables and none of it's good. Again, leaks aren't good, but it's yeah. it's hard for me to like see a leak and go like, oh, man, that really bums me out. I don't know why. Maybe I'm maybe right, I'm a yeah, broken I mean, person. Also, too, if like the industry kind of just accepted that that was part of the landscape now. Right. After a while in the early 2000s, and then it became like, you know, the exactly as you said, the fans would listen to the actual finished version of the album and be like, "Oh, this is so much better." Right. I'm really, you know, I almost regret hearing the leak. Yeah. I, I so there's an example uh, when Charlie XCX she had an album that was leaked, and this is pretty well documented. And it was unfinished, it was unmixed, and like, so sorry, sorry, she was done like recording the whole album, but it was unmixed, unmastered, you know, it was kind of in the what she was calling the finishing stages, and the whole thing got leaked. For people who don't, for people who don't really make records or know much about the behind the scenes, the making of a record, writing the songs and, and recording them is like maybe fifty percent. Mixing and mastering and like dealing with all that kind of stuff is a a really big part of it. And also, if you don't know about Charlie XCX, how she does her albums, she does everything. She's one of those, you know, artists who just like she is just a renaissance person. It's amazing how she writes nonstop and she's always writing bangers. She's incredible. And so she had that album leaked and. You know, most people would be like, well, this really sucks. As we've all these examples, they ended up releasing it or blah, blah, blah. She basically scrapped the whole album and Damn. wrote a new album. She never finished it. She just said, that really sucks. And I feel like those songs now don't have a fair chance. 
So she scrapped it because it put her in a negative mindset of those songs. And then she released a completely different album, which is now hailed as one of her best albums. So, you know, that's a great example, but it's also one of those examples of, you know, an artist who she's able to do this, uh, but she just was like, you know, you guys really fucked it here. You're not going to get my finished vision, which, you know, there's, I respect that. Yeah. I say good for her. And then you have someone like Kanye who had his album leak. And then he was like, hold on a second. Let me look at what people are saying about it. And then he went back in the studio, reworked a bunch of the songs, cut one song out, added another one. And then was like, here it is. Yeah. You know, not everybody gets that chance. It's like those stories you hear of uh, somebody accidentally, accidentally posting your um, obituary (laughs) for like famous people. And like, rarely does anybody get to see what everyone's going to think about them when they're dead. So it's very much what you're saying with Kanye right there. Like he had a chance to change it before it was quote unquote finished. So So I think, I think there's two things there that are implied there is one is we can't avoid, you can't almost, it's really hard to avoid getting stuff leaked. But the other thing is the resilience of, of the music industry, namely the musicians in it will always find a way around speed bumps. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of bands like Coheed, I remember now, had one of their songs, the last song on their most recent record was leaked like the week before the record came out. And the band just the like within a couple hours was like, all right, it's a single now. So they immediately got out in front of it and were like, this is the finished song. But here, we're going to at least try to make some money off of it instead of everybody just watching this leaked YouTube video of it. So Right. And you can do that now with the common, you know, Everybody has streaming or has access to it, so everybody can go listen to the official copy, which maybe sounds better anyway, just because the leak yeah. might be some compressed, you know, version. And then Radiohead had they, if you don't know what Radiohead's been doing these past, you know, maybe like four years, they've been releasing like these kind of like mega deluxe editions of their like super famous records, like OK Computer, and they were, you know, speculated to be doing that for Kid A soon. But there are these massive things with like huge, like um, like just a huge amount of material that like it, some of it's just noise, some of it's just Tom York like making noises with his mouth, that kind of stuff, stuff you really wouldn't be listening to. But it's like a vault type thing. So Radiohead had one of those quote unquote vault leaks, and it was held at ransom. And instead, Radiohead ended up releasing it on Bandcamp with all the proceeds going, uh, the proceeds going to um the climate change research and it was this massive thing i I think it was like ended up being like 70 or 100 hours of material leaked and they were just like cool y'all can have it uh it's gonna be up for a month and then we're gonna take it down and they're no strangers to that because they had what i think they had kid a leak right like i think it was like nine demos of kid a leaked and it got to the point where johnny greenwood like went to a popular radiohead message board and like posted and it was like i'm really really pissed that th- that this was the place where it leaked like we've Dave, been working can really you do hard it in on the this. accent i'm really pissed man <laughs> <laughs> but they've had a couple albums leaked right up before that hadn't they had something else leaked before yeah i'm not sure but... I, I think i feel like i've read that radiohead had most of their albums leaked in some form of like various things like a single coming out early or something like that yeah so one of my favorite music memes that came from the that most recent leak of like a hundred hours of material was somebody screenshot their uh itunes music library and it said the duality of man and it had like you know um paranoid android unmastered paranoid android remastered paranoid android original mix and they were like this is the duality of man. I want the unmastered <laughs> and the remastered and the regular master. <laughs> the regular master, the first chord strung by or strummed by Tom it's York. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I yeah. I mean, so and going back to what you were saying, Adam, talking about like in retrospect, these things are cool. Like after you've given the album, the final album, a listen, I don't find myself ever really going back and listening to those leaks unless it's an official thing i like deluxe editions where it's like oh here's the demos that kind of stuff but even then like i want it to be curated by the artists i do not release demos of my music because it's like no one wants to fucking listen to that and 
Billy Corgan really needs to take a page out of uh, my book there because, wow, that dude releases <laughs> like <laughs> 10 versions of every single song and it's just like wow i don't want to hear this in like five different keys i don't want to hear it slowed down I mean, five jack people. white kind of does that too but everybody accepts it i you can't catch up with jack white though he's like an elton john where like by the time he's done he's gonna have 40 or 50 albums well and again like obviously like it it isn't the artist's intention for it to get leaked but i mean like if you get the finished product early, I mean, it's like the same general concept as listening to a single. It's the same, like, or, or, or like an EP, like three songs before it comes out. And, and it's, yeah, it's not the way the artist wanted it to be done. And that does suck. And that's not really fair, but I mean, it's, it's the same general idea. Like, I mean, like when you listen to a single, it's, there's something about it. That's like, man, I really like, I, I, you were talking about Jackson, how you listen to those Coheed singles to death before that album came out and when Dio Katzman this year released his album I tried to I avoided all the singles except for two of them and I'm so happy I did because that entire album is amazing but like and he released a lot of singles he did but like if if Dio would have had his stuff leaked which I I bet just side note if ever anyone who's in Wolfpack has their stuff leaked it's not leaked it's Jack Stratton's amazing plans um but it's it's this thing where it's like if it would get leaked i would probably still do the same thing if i cared about the artist or the band that much but we're of a different breed we're of a different listening breed where it's like we want to have this experience and again when i was younger and i listened to like the between the buried and me leaks it was because i was on pirate bay and i was like oh there it is i'm gonna listen to it i i want i want to hear it and i'm a kid and i don't know any better and even and even now i don't know if what i would do if someone if someone actually i do know because somebody texted me when Periphery's album last came out, and they said, "Here's uh, the Google Drive for one of the songs you haven't for a song that's not a single," and I was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "Okay, I'll I, I want to hear this." So I heard a song early, and it was done. It was a done song, um, but I mean, I I don't. I, it's not the way the artist intended again, but like, I don't know. That kind of just sucks to suck. Like they're still gonna get my money, and a lot of times they're still gonna get everyone's money. But it's just it's for Charlie XCX's case. That is that's insane. That's like yeah. some that's some wild like and and that really sucks that it's like okay the entire album unmixed and unmastered got released. That's that's wild. But like you were saying before Jackson if it's curated by the artist then it's a different thing. Like I had I have a I have a band that I really enjoy listening to that they you know they released an album and then like a year later the songwriter the main songwriter was posting on his Instagram uh, like once a week like here's what it sounded like when I made the demo. And then he would talk a little bit about how it changed over the course of time. And so to think about that early demo being the leak and then hearing the song and how much it changed, you know, in, in the reverse order of what I'm talking about, it would, it would have changed my impression of the album. Uh, yeah, but I, I would also even just go as far as to say, like, I'm sure we've watched YouTube videos about, like, the bands have released from studio updates where you hear a song in its early state and you're like, like, I mean, again, it's created by the artist. So maybe there's, like, a different curiosity level that comes from it but usually the way i'm like is like oh i want to know what that sounds like that was cool or that was interesting yeah so maybe because it's curated by the artist but there's the intentional hype coming of you know like oh um here's something and you completely out of context and that's gonna get you thinking like oh shit it's gonna sound like that i remember arcade fire when they were working on one of their albums I one of the songs you heard in a studio update was like this kind of like it sounded like a punk rock song and I was like holy shit you're going from you know the suburbs to that that's gonna be fucking nuts so yeah but and I I think that also as we were saying it comes down to like the artist chose to do that and that's kind of really the big difference that's a very important thing yeah, and New York Times has this huge uh, or not huge this really cool series of like oh you know how a song progresses and there's they, they always have like a demo version of it like phoebe bridgers did one bony Vare, and it's amazing hearing these like uh, bony Vare, his was like fascinating they're like oh yeah we just like put a mic in front of a radio and then we ended up chopping it up and sampling it like that and i was like i would have never guessed that and it, it was fascinating hearing him go through the demos but uh, yeah as you were saying dave that's the important you know distinguisher is did was this intentional or not yeah, I, th- I just think it's a really it's a really dirty business to be in. You know, this was going back to even in 
like before mp3s and or any digital releases like that with bootlegs and people in studios you know recording things with tape recorders and selling them out of their trunk and stuff like that it's just a nasty thing you don't want to be that person or know that person that is involved in lifting people's work before it's ready to be seen yeah i watched this one video that that was like imagine if the mona lisa leaked <laughs> like with only half of her body with like her face not in there yeah that um that you know just a, a quick thing about you know old concerts leaking is you know i think is really fascinating i'm not a huge fan of fish but I don't know if you know this, but they had such a thing where people were recording and releasing the, cause they're a jam band. So, you know, the live show is the big thing. And, right. you know, they had such a thing where there was such a market of bootleg concert tapes and CDs and recordings that they ended up, now they sell, like there's a section, it's like a box where you can literally plug into their board. And they're like, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna, you know, sell bootlegs and everything, we need you to pay for this ticket and that ticket will allow you to pull from our board and then you can go mix it and do whatever you want with it from there. Which oh, that's, that's awesome. They actually a went a it. step further and they uh, sell recordings with every show and every yeah. ticket comes with a like digital download of the show you went to. Which for that kind of band seems pretty great, honestly. Yeah, Snarky Puppy does a similar thing. Imagine going to like your favorite Foo Fighters show and you're like, oh my God, there's this one part like, you know, for me, you know, if uh, you know, you're sitting there like, or he, even Hagen, I remember we saw Between the Buried and Me and you're like, it was so funny watching, you know, Blake play drums because like I could just hear he was fucking up these parts because I guess he's playing live or, you know, it's been so long since he's played this album. And like, that would be fascinating as listening to your, after the show, they were like, all right, here's uh check your email in two days and you'll have the show. And like, Hagen, you can go back and listen like, damn, he fucked up that fill. That's so cool that I was there. And now you can remember it. So yeah, that's, I love that idea. Yeah. that, that That's definitely, I, I think that to keep, to keep that sort of stuff alive is really, really fun. And I mean, uh, that's, that's again one of those things where I mean I, I guess as as long as you you paid for it and the band's cool with it then it's cool, uh, it it it's still you know if 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 that was on YouTube which they are, feels fine still you know. Yeah, I think a, I think a big distinction is like if you're a massive artist like like Drake or any of those really 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 high profile artists, if there, if your stuff gets leaked then, I don't feel as bad. But if you're, again, an up-and-coming artist that's, you know, maybe making your first major label debut and you have a bunch of money that you are not familiar with having invested into one project and then it gets leaked, then it's like, that's that's when it really grinds my gears a little bit. Uh, yeah. Jay-Z, when Jay-Z and, uh, and Kanye were doing their album together, they took it really seriously about leaking and they were like, all right, we're getting hotel rooms for every recording project and everybody involved, like we know who's involved. And then all of the tracks end up on a hard drive that was fingerprint sensor protected that Jeez. you couldn't get into unless you had that, unless you were the guy holding the thing so that if it leaked, they knew it was that guy and it didn't leak. But like most people aren't going to have the, the resources to go to that level. Yeah. Yeah. Can I end this topic with a little leak anecdote? You guys cool with that? Go for it. No. All right. <laughs> it's a it, it, it's a Gallagher update. <laughs> oh my god. Gotcha, bitches. Did so, you leak his next tweet about potatoes? Exactly. <laughs> Fucking potato. So Oasis at a 2002 show thought that they were debuting new songs from their new record that had not come out yet, uh, Heathen Chemistry, only to find out that the crowd was singing along to all of the songs that had been <laughs> on file sharing services for months, which prompted Liam Gallagher to stop the songs and launch into a rant calling all the fans thieving bastards. Hell yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, that is an example of how not to handle a leak. 
Imagine how true. weird that would be, though, being on stage and you're like, all right, it's the first show of our six-month-long tour. I hope by the end of the tour our fans know the songs, the new ones, and then you jump into them and the entire crowd is singing along. <laughs> Personally, that, that seems like that would be a great feeling. I mean, I, I can't speak for Oasis because they were on top of the world at some point, but I remember I saw I was the first time I saw Dashboard Confessional, um, their record had just come the record they were touring had just come out like a week ago and so they played the first song uh on that record or the first you know they played a song off that record and everybody was screaming the lyrics and like after the song like the guy was like man thank you guys that song is like a baby and you guys all knew it and he was so proud and so excited so like was it was it hands down no absolutely not (laughs) i'm not that old dave (laughs) oh shit i am (laughs) (laughs) all right so Dave, you ready to do what we're listening to i I think hagan's probably still a bit hurt from uh last week oh (laughs) i'll i i don't know when i'll get over that i don't don't know it'll be fine we can change it up we're obviously rebranding Dave's Death Corner to Dave's Dangled In, so Dangled In. I really chance. don't like sounds, that. It just sounds offensive. <laughs> Welcome to Dave's Dangled In. It just sounds. It just sounds. So I don't know. You're just doing it to yourself at this point. I might. I might. I, might, I just need some time to think about it. I just need some time to, to kind of like. I don't know. I just I sleep on some ideas. We'll see. I'll workshop it. I'll workshop it. Uh, so I, I'm not doing again. I'm not doing a listening thing. So what I'm listening to. Uh, I only listened to one thing that I really want to talk about, and that's uh, Tigran Hamasayan's new album, The Call Within. If no one's listened to Tigran Hamasayan, it, it, it's, he is a like fucking amazing piano player. Some of the craziest rhythmic ideas, um, some of the crazy. I mean, like it's it's just off the fucking wall stuff um, that he writes. And his new album, The Call Within, came out two weeks ago, I guess, and it is like it is a trip the entire way through. You, I, I. I tried to like listen to it whenever I could like focus on it, but I just there's no way you can actually sit down and focus to this entire album front to back because it's just so thick. Uh, but I would strongly suggest and everybody check this out at least at least like one or two songs off of it. Uh, if I have to suggest one, it's Vortex, which uh, has Tosin Abasi from Animals Leaders on it. That's I was going to ask is Tosin on that record. Yeah, he's on that one. And Tigran also said the week before he released this album, I guess the week of on Instagram, he was like, I have uh, two more albums done that I did in quarantine. So I'm releasing this one now, and then I'll do the next one later. Take that, Jacob Collier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I took a page out of uh, last week's guest Olivia's book and listened to... uh, a Joan Shelley album called Live at the Bomb Hard. And it was really a nice listen. I think it's it's a good album to listen to if you're going on like a scenic drive or something like that. Um, it's folky. It reminds me of like a more accessible Joni Mitchell, but it's it's a really good listen. Other than that, it's just been standard stuff. I like that, a more accessible Joni Mitchell. Um, <laughs> I haven't been venturing out really uh, to listen to new stuff. I just almost exclusively been listening to the mountain ghosts this week they released a single for their album getting into knives which is coming out in october i believe as i mentioned and i love that single it's it's super raw it's fucking badass i love it and um john darneal is just one of the best lyricists that will ever live so yeah the mountain goats for me that's it i don't i don't know how we haven't talked about the coheed singles on here yet i don't know how we haven't mentioned them and i want i want just i won't (laughs) (laughs) is it because olivia gave you so much shit for it no because they're ass (laughs) it's ass dave doesn't know what we're talking about Uh, i feel like we should all listen to it now everyone everyone should just go just look up the name of it i mean i'll i'll tell you it, it's it was jesse's girl part two right isn't that what they wasn't that the full name oh not gonna talk about it okay is that the actual name of the song <laughs> it's jesse's girl two that's a jesse's girl two yeah so it's it's not part two just jesse's girls two rick springfield is in the song in the music video it's a train wreck what what wow <laughs> dude i think we should pause Let's pause the re- like pause the recording for a second. Let's listen to it as a group and then start the recording up with all of us laughing at how bad it is. 
Well, I didn't I didn't have anything new I listened to this week, but I wish I had listened to that so I could comment on it. <laughs> Jackson's having a hard time. He's not saying anything on purpose. I handle the edit, so anything that is unfavorable about me will get chopped. We we talked about it, and Jackson and I talked about it at one point, and uh, I I just I just realized we we never mentioned it on the podcast, and I I feel yes. like it's important. It's important to talk about. Hagen knows how I feel about it, and that is the only person who will know. That and you know, my girlfriend obviously knows. Oh, that's funny. I'm definitely going to listen to that. Yeah, that sounds like an SNL skit or something. It doesn't sound real. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, like like the Will Ferrell one when he's with Garth Brooks and Will Ferrell's the devil. The music video so looks is, like is this an for an SNL album skit. or is this just a single? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I really he's not going to talk about it, and I genuinely like have that. no idea. <laughs> Oh, on Spotify, it's a it's a Jesse's Girl two featuring Rick Springfield, and then the other track on the single is Jesse's Girl two director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to wrap this episode oh, up by saying thank oh, you everybody so for listening. Um, you know, as always, we're not feeding the artists. You found us in your favorite podcast app. So uh, good shit, good uh, good on you. Hope you're having a good time. Hope everybody's staying healthy and happy. Um, wear your mask. It's supposed to go above your nose. And I just want to applaud Hagen in particular. We did not talk about WAP or Trapped this week. Yay. <laughs> oh, and, and Dawes we talked about... wasn't mentioned. Yeah, was... I purposely didn't mention Dawes. I talked about Dawes, but I didn't mention the name. And uh, that's what I assumed you were talking about. We lost And already. we talked about leaking and stuff like that without talking about Metallica. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. Good for us. I want to take us out with the... A very special audio clip. <laughs> oh, God, I hope this is what I think it is. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> what was that?